Hello and welcome to the 719 Nuggies of Denver Nuggets podcast. This week we're going to talk about week one of the 2023-2024 season. There are three games that happened this week. Uh, the first game was the Los Angeles Lakers against the Nuggets at home in Ball Arena. That was banner night, so the Nuggets got their rings and all that stuff. we got to see the banner in the stands. Their second game was on this last Friday against Memphis in Memphis. Uh, it was kind of a gritty game. We'll get into it a little bit more later. And then the last game was played today against Oklahoma City Thunder on Sunday in Oklahoma City. And that game was um, a bit of a blowout, but it was a fun one to watch. So first, let's discuss, I mean, I guess I'll give a recap of what happened in the Lakers game. It was a fun game, to be honest, to watch. Um, the Lakers had talked a lot of trash, especially coming into it, that apparently the Nuggets had been saying a lot of things about, like, oh, like, like talking them down, like, oh, like the Nuggets are our daddies, so they got... And so I guess Anthony Davis, LeBron James had a conversation. Um, it turns out that that conversation didn't really yield to anything. The Nuggets won, um, and in pretty similar to the playoffs, it was just the game was competitive until the Nuggets got to the clutch and they just took over. But really, it kind of started out with both of them just kind of started. Both teams started really scoring out to start. It was kind of a bit of a just like offensive race at first, um, and it was just. It was, AD was really taking it in the first half. I mean, he had like 17 points, I think, in the first half. Uh, but once the second half came, it was just nothing. He was not scoring at all. And really, that was kind of just a, like a flip had been switched for him. He was just going really hard, and he just ran out of energy. To be honest, that's a little bit of the story with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, I think, at this point in their careers. Uh, they both just kind of run out of gas. They can't give you a full 48 minutes or, excuse me, multiple games in a row of effort. So it just kind of ends up that way. Um, there was some interesting... That was kind of the first time we really got to see the bench going together. And I want to talk a little bit about the bench later. But just know that the bench, I think, mostly consists of a Reggie Jackson, Christian Brown, uh, Peyton Watson, Zeke Naji, and Jamal Murray. So it's uh, basically four guys and a Jamal Murray stagger. And then they do they will occasionally put in another unit so they have a full-on bench unit. But usually Jamal Murray is staggering. Uh, playing alongside Reggie Jackson. And that team, honestly, was really good. The expectations for Reggie were a little bit, um, I'd say, pretty down. He didn't really have much of a role coming into the team, but as the offseason progressed, there was kind of a lot of like intrigue going around him. But eventually, once the game started, he was actually playing well. He was racking up assists. He was playmaking. There was a lot of fears that he would be kind of a give me the ball and like stop the Nuggets offense. They run such a fluid offense, and stopping that it really can ruin the momentum of the team in some ways. And he really flows. He still gets assists. He still goes out there. He's a point guard, and he has a lot more mature and stuff like that. And him and Jamal Murray were able to play together, which is something that's interesting, just because Bones and Jamal couldn't figure it out. And so the fact that those two could have figured it out that's something like really I think really key in on about the season is that. The stagger with Murray is better than it was last year, at least this point in the year. Um, MPJ did not really do very well during this first um, the game against the Lakers. He hit like one shot, I think, early, and then he just kind of did not hit any threes. He shot a bunch. He was open. He shot him. And there was at some point in the game where I was like, MPJ is going to miss all these shots, and then when each big big shot comes to him, he is going to nail it. And it's... He's going to have like two threes, and that's it. But the one, the two threes that he had were really important, and that was kind of what it was in this game. He had a three late in the game that was a really just a, a, a shot, a very timely three, and he hadn't made it like really anything all game, and it was just kind of a good. But 
the thing I think with MPJ is he he looked a little bit banged up from his injury, maybe not 100% healthy, but ready, good enough to go and start playing. He's he's kind of a guy I don't think you can really take away from the court for too long. Um, I think he likes to play. You know, if he's just healthy enough to play, I think he'll play. I think he's a, it's hard to convince him to not play. I think you really have to talk him into it, or he has to be so injured that he can't move, which that's how it was with his back. Um, really, the coming into the fourth quarter for the Lakers game, it was... Um, it was just, uh, it looked like it was close. Lakers really cut down the lead. And then the Nuggets in the clutch time, as they, same thing the starters were last year, they just took it in and they just wrenched down on the team. And it was, they, they just, they scored like on command and the game was just out of reach. It became garbage time really quickly. And we got to see some of the other guys that, um, or don't or probably won't play very much this year already get a play in the first game. Better night. It's funny to see them out there. And there was one other really funny note about the game is that the fans started chanting "Who's your daddy?" to the Lakers um, because of all the comments they made about this, you know, the conversation they had. So it was really funny to hear the fans just kind of trolling the team that was trying to pipe the, uh, hype themselves up about how good they were. They might be able to compete against the Nuggets. So next up on Friday, the twenty seventh of October, we faced Memphis in Memphis at FedEx Arena. And they, honestly, every time we play Memphis, it's an ugly game. They are a grindy team. They used to have a, a like a moniker, a motto of like the grindhouse. And that was how this game is. And that's how it always is. They have a little bit new of a more modern grindhouse with uh, Ja Morant. But without Ja, because of his, um, his suspension, this team did not really have much of an offensive force. Uh, they have Desmond Bain, who's you know he's uh, he's good at scoring things like that, um, good three point shooter. But he was kind of qu- quieted down by KCP and just I think by committee by the entire team. Um, at some points, Derek Rose looked like their most like useful offensive player. He was honestly doing well for how old he is. He was a previous MVP. His career kind of tailed off once his athleticism kind of slipped away when he got injured. But he's you know he's still going out there doing well. Uh, except for the time that Peyton Watson blocked him twice back to back to end up, like end I think the first quarter or something like that and it was just uh, <laughs> Peyton Watson is a um, he's like a slicky he just you you he condense him down he just shoots right up there and he will he'll get those blocks um, and then uh, Julian Strother did play this game he didn't play against the Lakers I'm not really sure why I think Malone ended up having a conversation about him but whatever he he ended up not playing uh, but he did play and. Memphis. Um, he did okay. I don't think he really scored. He just kind of did some cardio. He's out there running around. Um, but I mean, this was kind of another game where Reggie just kind of showed out. Like Reggie was playing solid minutes for what he was, and it was really nice. I mean, the Nuggets haven't really had a good backup point guard since Monte Morris left, which it doesn't sound like a lot, but there was years, those year in some where Jamal was injured. It just felt like we had no backup point guards. We had Facundo Campazzo, if you remember who, you know, remember him. And he was a good point guard, but, like, not maybe not at the NBA level. He's kind of an all-time, like, Euroleague basket player. So, you know, it's just he was kind of undersized. Just It's so great to have Reggie Jackson, who's able to just handle a unit. It's really it's really nice. Um, and that was a lot of this game was him just, you know, doing well and just like, controlling that bench. And I really think that might be a theme for the rest of the year where that bench is just really even keel, just under Reggie's kind of tutelage. Um, this game, though, overall, was very defensive and very physical. The refs were letting a lot of things go. 
and it was just kind of a grinded out. The game was honestly ugly. The Grizzlies cannot score, and and Denver seemed to get infected with that, I guess. They just could not score, Um, and it was really ugly. The game, like, very low scoring for a modern NBA game, only like 100 uh, 108 to 104 by the end of the game the Nuggets win and really just <laughs> that like it was just a lot of not a lot of a lot of possessions that were just really ugly and it just kind of the ball eventually found a way into the rim but sometimes it just felt like it would never go in um but this game MPJ did perform a little better than he had in the past um he had a really good pass to Aaron Gordon Aaron Gordon was cutting the basket he kind of threw one over his shoulder like a bullet Aaron Gordon somehow grabbed it with like one hand and went up and under. It was really, really nice highlight. Um, and honestly, Michael Ward Jr. is, a, I think, an underrated passer. When you hear people talk about him, it's always talking about the shooting and, oh, can you figure out the defense? But he's actually, he's very good at rebounding. Um, he got a ton of rebounds this game, in the Memphis game. And he is um, honestly a good passer. Before his injury, he was doing quite a lot of passing. Like he would get downhill and be able to like pass out of um, stuff like that. So he's He's, you know, he's he's a better player than I think a lot of people think he is outside of the, you know, Nuggets fandom. Um, Zeke Naji somehow in this game got fouled so many times, but he got zero rebounds. He got offensive fouls, defensive fouls, just because he was going for a rebound and one of the Grizzlies players would foul him. But he never managed to actually grab a rebound, which is really funny. Um, I don't know how he could play that many minutes and be that close to getting a rebound, but never get one. If maybe it's a little bit of a skill for him, but he's, he's I think a little bit of a player in his like current state where he's going to be effective and doing what he's going to do with very little stats to show up for it. He's going to hit, um, he's going to get fouled because he gets fouled a ton for some reason. I I need to you know watch him a little bit closer to see why he's getting fouled. I think it's because he gets a little physical before the ball is in play towards him, and then once the ball kind of comes closer to him, he relaxes off and I think they get physical back with him and he's not being physical so it looks a little one-sided I, I don't know that's my initial theory but yeah he he's Zeke is he's got to box out but he's gonna average like five points a game he's gonna get a couple free throws he's gonna get a dunk or two he might hit some threes he used to have a better three-point shot a couple years ago they he put on a muscle and I think because he put on muscle they wanted to retool his shot um, that's a terrifying thing to do when someone already shoots well and it really his shot percentage from three has really gone down. He used to be kind of a shooter out um, a stretch big, but I don't think he really is anymore. Um, he's also just way more physical, um, Zeke is. He used to, you know, really kind of be past himself, but he really goes after it now. And to be honest, with Zeke and Peyton Watson, it's a it's a block party. It They, <laughs> the Nuggets have not really had rim protection in the Nikola Jokic um, era. He... Nikola is not a rim protector in the very traditional sense. You know, he's much more likely to get a steal than a block. Um, but with this current iteration of the team, there is guys who can jump out of the gym and will be up there and blocking. I mean, I think Peyton Watson had like three blocks in the Memphis game. He's he's blocking stuff like crazy. And I mean, just one guy out there who can protect the paint like that, it makes a world of difference for a team that just hasn't had anything. So that's really, honestly, it's really great. And, you know, a lot of these, like, bench units, a little bit of a theme, again, from this game is that the bench was able to be solid and keep playing through this stuff, even though the starters weren't, the starters might be doing whatever they're doing, but not as well. So the bench being able to maintain and do well is really, really important for this year, because there's a lot of, like, noise coming in from the season that 
the bench was going to not be good this year. And that was the biggest mark on the Nuggets is that they would have a bad bench. Their starters would be the best starters, but they would not have a good bench. And that would be why they couldn't compete or anything like that. But coming into the season, it looks like the bench is doing well. I mean, we're three games in. Way too small of a sample size to be as confident as I'm sounding about it. But I'm confident. I think the bench is playing is something that's a replicatable things uh, that they're doing for the and I think they could do it all season um you know injuries bangs up things change a little bit but I think for an 82 game season I think what we're seeing now is something that we'll see kind of that you know that type of stuff for the rest of the year that's just kind of the way it's going and I mean as this game kind of went to a close it was it was ugly Nikola Jokic I think had one of the worst games of his career only like 22 points but he had like nine turnovers that's just insane I mean, he was almost got a triple-double just from tri- turnovers um, instead of assists. I mean, that's only happened like single-digit times in his career. So he he didn't have a great game, but we still won. That's really nice. You know, when your your best guy has a bad game like that, he gets, you know, he just isn't in, the, in it. And you can still pull out a win, and that's really good, especially on the road. I mean, to win against Memphis on the road, that's that, that place is a hard place to play, and I, I think a lot of teams struggle just because the atmosphere in there and the way they play that really grinded out culture is is really nice but i mean it was a win and it felt like a it felt like a relief once that game ended but the nuggets the starters the really the trends i think of these past two games is the starters are really good in the clutch and they are really basically they can generate shots generate points whenever they want and the bench is solid they're a good bench um we have one of the best starting units in the league, so a good bench really is a bench that doesn't just whittle away an entire lead. And this bench is gaining leads sometimes, which is huge, and it's really nice, and hopefully they can just continue to do this for the rest of the year. So we have the game that happened um, as the day of recording this, so October 10th. Uh, not October 10th. <laughs> October's the 10th month. October 29th, which makes more sense. Um, it's a really snowy day in October somehow. Um, it's got like uh, six inches of snow in Denver or something like that, I think. And it was in Oklahoma City, so luckily the Nuggets didn't have to drive through any snow. But it was, um, honestly, this game was kind of fun to watch. Uh, it was uh, Chet Holmgren, who was a high draft pick from the previous draft, but he's a rookie this year due to injury. He was kind of like the, the first time him and Nicola got to play against each other. And I really thought what would happen is that he would, Chet would get his, and Nicola would just power through him, and it would be kind of like there was nothing guarding him. Because he's, he's like a seven-something string bean. He's He's skinny. Nikola is a big, big person. He trains horses for a living. He rides horses for a living. He has definitely got some strength in in those bones. So, yeah, that's a little rough. But really, Chet did come out scoring well, and that was kind of the the OKC's biggest thing is that they had a really good scoring um, kind of first stint with Chet really doing well there. Um, Nikola was just kind of powering through him no matter what. I mean, he could just... He would just kind of take a dribble and lean into him, and a lot of guys would push back. Chet would just immediately scoot back. He just he couldn't hold up that weight, and he would just get pushed back. So, you know, I mean, it was a little bit of like this isn't it's this game is it's I don't know if they can the OKC can even pull out a win here just because no one can guard him on their team. No one can guard Nicole on their team. He's going to score every time if he really wants to, um, but I think he'd rather score a little bit more, you know, consistent and like involving the team just so that way it isn't a boring like he gets sixty points, but. That's the way he likes to play, is everyone involved. Um, Peyton Watson, again, is just a... He is amazing when it comes to blocking shots. He blocked a shot in this game where he jumped um, higher than Zeke. And, like, 
when I say higher, I mean his hand was above Zeke's hand, completely over his hand to block a shot. So he jumped up and over Zeke and blocked a shot from behind him, which is, I watching it, um, it was kind of surprising. Like I didn't, I thought Zeke blocked the shot, and then when you watch it, you're like, no, Zeke actually got out jumped. I don't think I'm doing a great job of explaining how impressive it was, but if you, I recommend watching the highlight because Peyton Watson has some insane highlights. Honestly, this game was kind of a highlight game for him. He's had a couple, his last couple games have been solid for him, but this game was kind of a, for all the Peyton Watson truthers out there, this was, this was, this made you happy. He was, he looked great and (laughs) really just on defense too. He really shut down the team. And honestly, the thing is the OKC is that their biggest offensive threat is Shea Gilders Alexander. He played for Team Canada. He had a lot of injury going at him. He was um, kind of being touted as maybe an MVP candidate this year. And he barely scored. He got into foul trouble early. He did not do well. And honestly, the, I think the team, the Nuggets, just did a really good job of defending him and like keeping him to a minimum points. Last year, he put like huge amounts of points on them. This year, they really held him down to it. So honestly, kudos to the Nuggets. KCP, the biggest one there. And um, uh, Shaker Alexander, I think, also just kind of missing some shots that he normally makes. But I mean... You could. You also got to credit the guys who are defending him because you make those tough. You make those shots as tough as possible, and um, yeah. The uh, the other like fun note about this game is that MPJ is also did a really had a really good game. Uh, he didn't really have a poor quarter. It was just kind of he was steady throughout the entire first half, and even kind of towards the end of the game, he was still hitting shots. Um, honestly, I think he was so hot and feeling himself because he hadn't really been doing well that he just kind of called his number a couple times and like he just. Took, like, off from the offense, just kind of iso shot it over a guy. I don't really remember him making those shots. I think he made one or something like that. But, you know, it's still, he's, it's nice to see him confident again. He's, I think he's a little bit of a confidence player. Honestly, everyone's a confidence player. You know, if you don't feel confident in yourself, you're not going to play well. And he was definitely confident today. That I really don't think that the um, OKC had much of a defensive answer for a lot of the players in the Nuggets. I don't think a lot of teams do, um, other than if you just try really hard, maybe you can get it. But... OKC just looked like they just didn't have quite the discipline. And I mean, they just weren't at the level of a championship, you know, a championship caliber team. Um, the other thing is also that Zeke Naji got two rebounds this game. So that makes two for the for the year. So earlier I said, I don't know how he doesn't get a rebound this game. He managed to get some. He got two, which is that's a <laughs> season high, which is <laughs> I feel bad. I mean, I think Zeke does really well. Like I said, he gets fouled. I, I just going for rebounds. He gets fouled like crazy. I don't know what it is. I really want to figure out what it is. So hopefully, at some point in a podcast, I could tell you exactly what what causes him to get fouled when he goes for rebounds. But he gets rebounds. He gets fouled on rebounds. He gets free throws. He he just mucks it up in there. And also, he's he can switch one through five. He. I think he might be one of the few backup centers in the league that like I would feel cool with him guarding a center and then guarding their point guard. That really very few centers can do that in the league and most of them are really like they're all-stars. Um I mean Zignaji is a he's not an all-star, he won't be. But I mean the fact that he is a bench is really important. Nikola needs someone to back him up and Zignaji can cover every position and honestly Zignaji's worked a lot this year on doing things on offense like Nikola does. He worked a lot on dribble handoffs, setting solid picks, and you can really see it. He goes out there, and he doesn't put up the numbers, but he is he is really performing and doing well. 
Peyton Watson does put up numbers though. He gets blocks like crazy. <laughs> and honestly, he gets steals. He gets, he got a ton of dunks. He had a really insane, like he was running forward and did a backwards, um, that would like slam dunk. And I don't, I don't really, it took me a minute to figure out how he did that. Just like physically, because he was running forward and then somehow managed to go dunk it behind him. I don't, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> way more athletic than I'll ever be. I don't, I've never dunked, so I don't, I don't know if I could ever do that. Maybe on like a nerf rim or something with some short ones. Um, uh, Michael Malone, another thing through these games, Michael Malone is definitely calling a lot of rage timeouts. Um, the Nuggets are not really winning the um, rebound contest, so that's sort of, I think a big reason, not a big reason why. Michael, I mean, he's still got a coach, so even though this team is really good, he's still got to tell them you know, what they're doing wrong. It's his job, so find things. But, I mean, they do kind of come out with bad effort every once in a while. But this OKC game, was it was a blowout. I mean, the Nuggets, I mean, it was garbage time, it, like basically most of the fourth quarter, which is really good. The Nuggets end up playing, um, they have a back-to-back, so they'll play October 30th against, I don't remember the team, but they do play against uh, again. The... I think the biggest thing, though, is, I mean, because they play again, they, they got a rest. The, a lot of the starters, um, you know, <laughs> just they got to put in, like, um, like Braxton Key and stuff like that, guys that won't really get much minutes today. And it's kind of funny that there's been garbage time in the two games this week. That just that's That might be a little bit indicative of how the season goes, of just these guys are going to blow out teams. These, te- these guys are just going to put teams you know, in a coffin early. Um, yeah. And really, yeah, I, I can't really think of much else. I mean, MPJ had a great game. SGA, they really held him down. I mean, the fouls were a little bit awkward at some points. Um, the Nuggets just kind of controlled the game from start to finish. The Thunder just looked a little bit like they weren't ready for the moment yet. They're going to be a good team for sure. I mean, they have all the pieces and they're young. The Nuggets, I think back in 2018, 2019, they were a really young team and they had all the pieces. It just it took until took five years until it all kind of came together. So it's really nice. Um, Julian Strother also got to play this game. I don't know if you remember, I did mention that he is uh, most kind of excited during uh, preseason for him. He came in this game and he hit one three and then he hit another three and then he hit a nice little floater. So as soon as he one shot went in, he just started making stuff, which is good to see. I mean, I think he's... He's got good size. His ability to shoot and to score is, I think, will be really helpful for the bench. And I think he also just always gives good effort, which is always a nice little, nice little thing. All right, so I'm gonna take a quick break, and then when I come back, I want to talk about the bench and really what's going on, and what I think about the bench, and how it, I think it'll work, and also maybe a little bit about what's helping with the starters and how is this going well for the team. All right, so we're back. I, I want to talk a little bit about the bench because. I, the Nuggets haven't really ever had a super great bench. Back when we had Monte Morris and Mason Plumley, we had a good bench. Monte Morris and Mason Plumley just do a little pick and roll, and it was always all right. Malik Beasley could hit shots. It was an okay bench. Um, but the truth is, like, if you want a really good team that can able to win championships, you kind of have to have a piece together bench. And so as those players kind of moved on, Mason Plumley wanted a bigger contract, but we couldn't offer it to him. Monte Morris, it was kind of time to move on from him. He was a little bit undersized, stuff like that. So really, since I think about the Jamal Murray and MPJ injuries, the bench has been a little bit of a huge question mark. I, you know, last season, I kind of thought we have a Nikola Jokic size problem where when he's not on the court, 
It's almost like no one knows what to do. Now, this season, I almost don't feel like that at all. I mean, Nicola had a bad game, but the bench still did well, and we still ended up winning. That's huge. Um, I mean, a team that can win without their best player, that's a that's a really good team. It's a really solid team that's able to kind of work and you know, play together. Really, I think Murray and, and um, Reggie are, I think, the biggest intrigue into that, where Murray and Bones were not great together when they played. I think a little bit of this was Bones said that he had this like killer mode where I think he just kind of focused on getting the ball, scoring, all that stuff, just kind of doing his own thing. And I think he kind of had this like, I am the guy person at, like person with the bench. He's like, this is my bench. I'm the guy. I'm the girl. I'm like, I'm the, I'm this good. It's me. But Jamal Murray was staring with him. And to be honest, Jamal Murray is the guy. He's the guy who should be scoring. He's not the guy standing in the corner watching Bones try to ISO someone. Jamal Murray will ISO and immediately score. Bones can score too, but Bones is, you know, he's not great on defense and he's a little bit of a live wire, um, you know, and I mean, he got basically, he had a bunch of like punishment issues because he was, uh, his personality was just not meshing well. I mean, he got traded just because, you know, they couldn't have that personality. You got to have everyone moving the same direction and he just was not moving the same direction as the team. So, you know, it's coming into this year, I was like, oh no, Reggie is like a grown up Bones and Murray, you know, we're going to put those two together. How is that going to work? And I think the truth is that Reggie is a much more level-headed player, and he understands the game much more, and he's much more calm going into these things. He still plays that, you know, same style, but it's just, I think, the mentality him and Murray have together, where Reggie is like, you know what? No, you can take the point this time. It's okay. Like, I'll go stand in the corner. I don't need to run the ball every time. And I mean, there was even a time when, like, I remember this uh, most recent OKC game, Jamal Murray is... No, Reggie is taking the ball out for Jamal Murray. And Jamal says, wait, or Reggie. And, like, they switch. And he gives Reggie the ball, and Reggie runs the offense. They just kind of... It was kind of interesting to me, because it's like... They're working together. And I, I think maybe what happened last year with Bones and Murray is that they just... Those two, just their personalities didn't work together. And so maybe that's a big reason why the bench is doing well. And honestly, Murray is also kind of in another place now. He's much more of an actual point guard. He used to be, like, a scoring guard, a combo guard. But he's much more able to kind of run offenses, manipulate defenses. I mean, he's he does stuff that, like, a year ago, Murray would have made me nervous when he did that. But now I, like, watch it and I'm like, okay, he's he's getting trapped or he's getting blitzed. And he just kind of waits until they come, and then he just passes the guy that they left open. He's really patient. It's really impressive that he's able to do that type of stuff because that's kind of a, like, a, he leveled up in that way. And, I, you know, Murray is, is a scorer. He's a really great scorer. But the fact that he leveled up in his playmaking and his you know, just kind of floor general abilities. It's, it's really huge. And that, honestly, that bench unit needs it a lot. Between him and Reggie, like, they have a lot of maturity and how to run offenses. And speaking of maturity, I think that Reggie Jackson, another reason why he does so well is he's kind of the bench veteran. Murray, you know, we'll let leave Murray aside for right now, but Reggie Jackson this summer came in and he worked with all the young guys. He worked with Zeke Naji. He worked with Christian Brown. He worked with Peyton Watson. He worked with Julian Strother. He got to know all these guys. They became, he is their vet. They all looked up to him. They all they, they all wanted to be, work with him, stuff like that. And now when you see it, I just, I'm like, this team, this bench looks like they work together. They look like they play together. They have an identity now. They didn't always have an identity in the past. This The bench identity now is we scramble on defense. We run, we give a thousand percent effort. And on offense, we just... Move the ball, we penetrate, we look for open shots, 
and we just try to keep things moving. And it's really, really nice to see. It's really refreshing. And honestly, it's it's great. I mean, Christian Brown has been a little bit of a, a little bit quieter than he normally is. He's, I think, still recovering from his injury. You know, a little similar to MPJ. MPJ kind of had a bounce back game this game, but Christian Brown, I think, is still a little bit, he's not quite where he is. Um, I mean, he, he's still playing well. He's still doing some stuff. You know, he, he's really good at getting to the rim and, like, you know, getting hit, getting contested. He has a lot of really good body control, so he can hit contested layups really well. Um, his shot is really slow. So if he's going to shoot a three, he needs a lot of space. So I think it's when you look at teams, they'll look, they'll give him a lot of space. He can make threes at a good percentage. It's just that he takes so long to shoot it, you don't need to get right up on him. And if you get right up on him, he'll go around you. So if you notice, teams will guard him kind of halfway because they know that he can shoot, but you have you have time to get connect contest to him. And if you contest too hard, he'll go around you and dunk it or something. And really, I haven't seen... He's still athletic as ever, but he's just not... I think he's still kind of warming back up to it, stuff like that. I mean, a calf problem that can really hurt that can be a lot of your mobility from your entire leg stuff like that and so it might it might be tough for him to kind of move around um i think another interesting thing about the bench is also that mpj did stagger with the bench on the okc game he was doing so well i wonder if uh, malone was like you know let's just put uh, mpj with the bench and let his scoring go because mpj is kind of a type of scorer where once he's hot you let him go until he runs out and then when he runs out you're like okay we're not going to press that button anymore and I mean, even if you watch like Nikola Jokic, when MPJ is hot, Nikola will try to get the ball to him all the time. And I think coming out of halftime, they even had that. They were like, MPJ is the guy today when it comes to the offense for right now. We just need to get him the ball. He's making his shots. And he did. So he really did well there. Um, I've already talked a little bit about Zignaji, but, you know, I, I think he's doing well. And he's, I think, improving a lot. I mean, the Nuggets gave him a big contract recently, which I think means two things. One... They're confident in him, and they're confident in his future. And two, it's a contract that you can trade if they need to. I am nervous. And I, I like Zeke. I, I want every player that I get to draft to be a good player. Um, and I think Zeke is definitely on the way there. But with all the injuries and stuff like that, it's, it's, I think it's fair to be nervous about what he could bring to the team in their future. Um, and, you know, if he get, does become really good, the Nuggets might be able to keep him. And these are kind of pessimistic views, but also... I'm a Nuggets fan. I'm used to this stuff. I'm used to players not wanting to be in Denver. So I just think about these things. And I think Zeke Naji, I think he's a guy who likes to play in Denver. I think he's a guy who likes his team. But, you know, I, I, that contract, the money, it, it means things. You know, he's getting the money. But it's also good for him he's getting the money because he's also showing out really, showing out that he deserves that money for the Nuggets right now. Um, Peyton Watson, honestly, he was the person I was most interested this season. It was a little bit of a shock that he came off the bench. Um, in the Lakers game and every game since then. And really, it was like during the preseason, during Summer League, he looked like a player a little bit out of control, not quite in his element. But he looks a lot better now. He looks calmer. And my theory is that he's playing with guys who fill the things that he doesn't need to. He's playing his role and he knows what his role is and he's dedicating himself to that. Michael Malone basically said about Peyton Watson that he thinks that he has a position on this team. He thinks he has a role in this team, you know, to play minutes. And he hasn't earned that. He has to earn that. Peyton Watson has obviously earned that. He's doing really well. And he does the one thing that Michael Malone will let rookies play, I think, is that he plays defense and he plays hard. And that really, that will get you minutes. I think that will get you minutes with really any basketball coach if you play defense and you play hard. I, I haven't met a coach that does not want you to play hard and play defense. So 
I think coaches relent. If you're really good on offense, you're terrible at defense. As long as you're outscoring the other team, that's all they care about. Most coaches really want you to try on defense. And Peyton Watson, honestly, I don't even think he has a try on defense. That dude is just, he's like naturally, like, I mean, I called him a slinky earlier. I wanted to call him like a, like a, a predator on defense. I mean, he's just always watching for blocks, what to do, contesting. He's, it's fun to watch him. He's, he's, I think it's more fun to watch him on defense. He's kind of terrifying on offense sometimes. But, I mean, he does kind of, I think, want to run the point, stuff like that, like, um, you know, initiate plays. And, really, I think he could do that eventually. I think he's still got a lot to go. But, honestly, the step from last year to this year that he's made is really impressive. I mean, Z, uh, not Z, Najee. <laughs> ben Watson was drafted because our GM, Calvin Roof, thought he would be a lottery pick this season. So he picked him a year early because he was like, this guy is going to be good and I want him now. So we picked him. And honestly, it's a, it feels like a gamble. But at this point, after three games in the season, it's like his what would be his like proverbial rookie of the year. Rookie, not rookie of the year. Rookie, his rookie year. He looks good. I, I mean, I can't, I can't complain. I mean, he's doing well and he's giving it all. And I think he's, 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 I think he's going to have a good year. I, I really do. I think he's going to be impressive. I think he's going to kind of follow a Christian Brown kind of arc, for, uh, you know, line where he just kind of ends up being one of our most important players. Um, it's great. It's great to see. I mean, his physical abilities are really great. And that's really, I think what's most important, you know, for him is just that he has all those tools and he's using them and he's giving it his all. And honestly, in the OKC game, he got a lot of dunks because he was just cutting correctly. <laughs> I mean, like, I think the best part of the Nuggets team is really that if you cut correctly and you cut on time and you cut fast and you cut hard, the ball will end up in your hands and you will get easy shots. Um, I think it was uh, Paul Millsap who said, like, oh, playing with Nikola Jokic, it's like getting hamburgers. You know, he's just he just gives you gifts. It's like, here's here's a free two points and I don't even want to, you know, and it's just, it's it's great, especially because he want it just looks like he's just, just what he wants to do. Um, I mean, I remember that at Michael Porter Jr. when he started, he just seemed to know how to cut. Um, he, like, didn't quite know a lot of things about, like, spacing and offense quite yet, but, like, as he learned, you know, that cutting was the baseline there. You know, he just knows to go to the basket. You know, every once in a while he'll get a point. And, I mean, P1 seems to know that same thing. You just go for the rim. And, honestly, he can jump out of the gym, so he'll get some crazy dunks. Um, and also, he just he gets some cool steals. <laughs> he gets steals and goes for it. And honestly, in transition, Peyton Watson is like lasered in on just dunking it. I think every time or like getting a layup, he just will forget about it. It could be three on one, and he's being really hardly contested. I think he will try to dunk on the person that is contesting him. I don't think he cares. I think he wants to score as soon as he gets a steal. I think it's all he thinks about. I think he'll probably you know learn a little bit how to not do that type of stuff. Get so tunnel vision, but. It just it's fun to watch it now because I think he could jump over so many guys. I really want him to posterize someone on a fast break. That'd be cool. Um, a little bit like Aaron Gordon last year against the Suns. Um, actually, that kind of reminds. I think Peyton Watson is a a bit of a Zeke. Not Zeke. <laughs> I keep saying Zeke. He's a bit of a Aaron Gordon archetype. Where I think his shooting will always be spotty, but I think his ability to get to the rim and just his pure athleticism will always be a huge plus for him. And will always allow him to be able to control and play at the pace he wants to, just like Aaron Gordon does. You know, Aaron Gordon's able to bully people, able to use his strength, and able also to use his athleticism, you know. And I just, I think that Peyton Watson can have a very similar type of career and very similar type of, um, you know, thing to do. So 
maybe Peyton's learning a little bit from Aaron Gordon and they end up having have a similar career. I hope Peyton Watson joins a dunk contest if that's true because I think, I don't know, maybe he could win it. I don't know. Nugget in the con- dunk contest? Uh, the last one was like Will Barton and he did all right. He did all right, but I don't. I mean, Peyton, I think Peyton Watson might be able to win it. There's some. I think he's he's got the jumps to be able to do it, but I don't want him to focus too much on it. You know, I don't seem to want to put the Nuggets in the All Star game according to last year, even though we won the championship. I'm not that salty about that. Don't worry. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think it's really it for these past three games this week. I mean, the Nuggets really got three wins, three specific types of wins, which was a. They got a blowout against OKC. They got a grinded out win against like an ugly game against Memphis. And they got a game where they had to um, really just play like laser in, focus in, you know, to to close it out in the clutch. I mean, those are really important types of games to have for the Nuggets. And we saw Nugget, last year the Nuggets were able to just win games in any different way, just no matter what. If things aren't working, when things are working, they could win. And it looks like that's still happening. The starters are still good and the bench is honestly reassuring it's three games in but why not be fun why not be happy you know it's, what's the point of being a fan if you're like skeptical because this it's only three games in the season why not just go 82 and 0 who cares um i don't think that'll happen but i, I think i guess i have a good season i think i'll have a good season i mean they they maybe could beat the record for the most wins in a nugget season this year but i mean we'll just see how it goes i'm, I'm excited i, I I just am happy to have basketball back, and honestly, the Nuggets are a really fun team to watch. And week one, it's the exact same. This is the same team. They're still good, and I think they'll still continue to dominate this league. I mean, the Lakers, Memphis, and OKC, those are pretty tough matchups. The Lakers is at home, so you expect to win that one. But, I mean, winning against OKC at, on the road and Memphis on the road, now they Memphis is missing some their biggest guy, but, I mean, still, that's a big win. And OKC... That's still a big win. They're expected to be pretty good this season. I think I think they'll be a good team. I think they'll be a playoff team. I mean, they might make the play-in go that way, but I think they'll be a good team this year. I haven't really thought about it. And to be honest, the Lakers are... I think I'm higher on the Lakers than many other... Maybe Nuggets fans are. Um, I, I think the Lakers are going to be a good team. They really didn't get worse. Um, and they made the Western Conference Finals last year. I don't think they can get over the Nuggets again. I don't think really any team right now can get over the Nuggets. I think the only hope is... You know, maybe some of these, uh, like the Suns or something. I think what most of the other league is thinking, maybe the Suns could beat the Nuggets. But I, I don't know what you, how a team can overcome them. The Nuggets seem to just have a level of confidence now. Like we can beat whatever you put in front of us, and it doesn't matter. And so I, I think the Lakers, they're good. They're going to be good. I think they're better than they were last year. But they are. They, I don't know if they can beat the Nuggets. The Nuggets are just, they're killers out there right now. Um, even though they don't have good games, they're still winning, which is really fun. And honestly, I hope that the rest of the season goes well. And I'll be back next week to recap how the previous week went. All right, see ya.